Probably should have decided who was going to open up this episode before we started. Well, I was about to open. <laughs> oh. I was like, I was, I was smelling, you know, mm. smelling our uh, listeners. Yeah, I smell pretty good, except you. Uh, except no, you. Yeah, no, no, you, you, no. you know who I'm talking about. You, you. Someone smells like canned, like a canned cheeseburger. You know. Ew. Uh, like this, is like it's a really soggy burger mm. that comes out of a can. Oh, they tried to put onions <laughs> on it. There's somebody probably listening right now, thinking, "Damn it, they know." <laughs> like this is the the one day where they've heard all where they didn't shower and all day they've been hearing about how bad they smell, and they're like, "You know what? I'm gonna tune in my favorite podcast." And then the first thing we do is make fun of them. Whose favorite <laughs> podcast is our podcast? Um, Who? I don't know. My brother? Actually, probably not. <laughs> I, no, he's probably got a couple of other podcasts he yeah. put above us, if not a few more. True. True. <laughs> this isn't even my favorite podcast. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, um, please, uh, please don't die mid-recording. Yeah, because then Craig has to fill out a, uh, what's it called? Yeah, don't want to inconvenience him with paperwork. Don't want to inconvenience him with that incident report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, well, hello. Welcome to the World of Peanut Butter Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> mm. um, we got a lot today. Um, it's basically... We're just going to expand on some stuff that's happened over the past uh, couple weeks. <clears throat> As opposed to just simply like say what's happening, we want to have a little bit of a discussion of some stuff. Uh, um, yeah. But it's not going to be a fully political episode like, like episode two. I don't think we could ever really do an episode like that again. Uh, um, that was a special case. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like we could, but like... I feel like most of the time of that, and I said this like right after, um, was because it was very opinionated versus this. I want it to be more obviously we're gonna share our opinions where right. we feel we want to or need to, but um this is gonna be trying to be more informative of what's happening, what's the current situation. Um <clears throat> uh yeah. Oh <laughs> upgrade. All right. Um. So let's start with some lighter stuff, and by lighter stuff, I mean like one thing. Um. All right. Let's so soft. Apparently, in L.A., um, two commercial pilots saw what they described as a mysterious jetpack man flying uh three thousand feet in the air, and it is provoked uh provoked an FBI investigation now. Wow. The actual recording says, uh, Tower American 1997. We just passed a guy in the jetpack. The pilot of American Airlines flight 1997 from Philadelphia told air traffic control 
at 6.35 p.m. Sunday. Okay. This was this week. Uh, I've heard a lot about this. And it's... You said there was two planes? That uh, two pilots. Two pilots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming in the same plane. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, like, two different planes that were flying relatively near each other. We're just like, yo, see the same Hold shit. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> okay, one of us could be crazy, but the <laughs> other one, like two people being crazy, highly unlikely. Yeah, just like like um, bite nineteen ninety eight. Uh, you you see that too, right? <laughs> like, yo, bro. Yo. Yo, you over there? What do you mean? You mean me? Yeah, I mean you. You see that dude on that jetpack? Yo. Yeah. So that was a dude on a jetpack. Anyone else see the like the pilot goes out into like into the the passengers like yo anybody else see that just fly by us? <laughs> um, Hold on, let me walk over to the other plane to confirm. <laughs> Jumps out and like does a Mission Impossible stunt to land on the other plane. Just like lands on the windshield like hey, did you see that guy on the jetpack? <laughs> Um, so there's been a little speculation that this might be a promotional thing because the day after this came out after this news came out um, came the trailer for season 2 of The Mandalorian ah (laughs) yep which I'm totally down for I mean I don't know it'd be pretty dope Oh, I found out why Lucifer's for season five has been really short. Hmm. It's a two-part season. Like the other oh. episodes haven't come out yet. Oh, then it's probably the last season. I don't know if it's the last season. Because Netflix kind of does that. They did that well, for BoJack Horseman. Well, they did the second half of season four, and they're doing all of season five. That's all I know. Hmm. Yes, we'll see. We shall see. Um, (laughs) There's a season six or seven, but after that, please stop. (laughs) Yeah, no one to quit. For for the love of the gods, you know, Hmm. please understand. Once a TV show hits the seventh or eighth season, time to stop. Yeah, I feel like a lot of TV shows that end at five seasons could have gone another season or two. Mm. That's it. Yeah, those are very special cases. Like, um, like I saw that, uh, this meme of, like, uh, in the newest episode of The Walking Dead, a character dies, surprising the four people who still watch it. <laughs> Wait, The Walking Dead is still going on. Yeah, like it's actually. I've not heard anyone talk about The Walking Dead for yeah. years. It's kind of like. So I watched the last season, season eight, I believe, was the last one to come out. Um, season nine, uh, I I watched them through Netflix because I don't have cable, so I watched them like a year later. Right. Um, it was all right. Like it, I liked it. it. It's still enjoyable. It's still like an all right show, but it it's lost its magic of like. Cause I I feel like the people are too like established. Like they have a secure right. place, and like they don't really have any more enemies. There's no fence, there's no mm. uh there's no growth, there's no stories to follow. A little bit. 
like I don't mean stories as in stories mm-hmm. written for the show. I mean stories as in the individual characters themselves yeah. evolving and changing and becoming mm-hmm. someone else. At this point, it feels like they've become who they're meant to be. So mm-hmm. there's no real journey to follow or journey to become attached to. Mm-hmm. And in that case, there's less to relate to. Yeah, uh, they they did a time jump in this latest season or the season that I saw. Um, oh, which time introduced in TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did introduce like a couple new characters and yeah. some stuff happened, but I feel like like it was all right. It it was all right. It was nothing like too grand. Um, I don't know. It, like it's just all right. This this definitely like kind of lost its magic, but it's certainly not a bad show. You ever seen this show Once Upon a Time? No, it, uh, it like don't. by the time I found out about it, it had like freaking ten seasons, and I was like, okay, don't don't watch don't watch it. It's weird. So I've, I've sat through like seven seasons of that shit because my mm. family loved it. Mm. The last season I watched, the last episode. At the very end, there was some time jump where the little boy, who was like the son of the main characters, mm. pretty, or the, the child of the family of the main characters, pretty much. <clears throat> he's like four, 15, 16. So he's gone from being 11, 12 in the first season. He's now 16 something or 17 years old. Mm. They do a time jump and he's like 30. Oh. And he's the main character from that point on. And none of the other characters are there. Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound good, like, at all. That's weird. (laughs) It was fucking weird. I didn't watch much of that. Maybe the other characters came back later as older people, but I have no fucking clue. I have no idea. I know that, like, Hades apparently looks really stupid. That's all I know, because I had a friend who watched that show, and he liked it, um, but he just really hated Hades. Uh, Best part of that show... Was Rumpelstiltskin. Hands down, best part. Oh, like his, in the in, last Shrek movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. But he, even as Mr. Gold, uh, I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about because everybody had like two different personalities and things and whatever. Mm. But his entire story and his character I found was the most interesting to follow. Him and Belle. Oh, I don't know. Because Beauty and the Beast, Rumpelstiltskin was the Beast in Once Upon a Time. But mm. They played it really well. I liked it a lot. Like They had a very complicated relationship, and he was a very complicated character, and she was a complicated character in her own ways as well. Mm. I thought they were interesting, and they were fucking mostly side characters, and Rumpelstiltskin was a villain half the time. Way more interesting than our protagonists. Mm. Sorry. I was kind of bored <laughs> in middle school and early high school and had nothing else to watch, so I just mm. sat down and watched it with my family. You know I, how it is. I think, like... I think I was, like, kind of interested in watching the show, and then it the trailer came out where they were going to introduce, like, Elsa from Frozen, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, Elsa was not there when I stopped watching, so main character oh. boy being 30 is probably a thing when Elsa shows up. Oh, dang. Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Like Ghost Rider and Agents of Shield. Never saw that. I saw the first two seasons of Agents of Shield. Didn't oh. get to see Ghost Rider. Oh my gosh, he's okay. So I have. I think the season has like twenty episodes, and he's in like five. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, but he's really freaking cool. I like him. But yeah. of course, even though they like named a season after him, he's not very much in it. Right. I think he like disappears to hell for like most of the season and then he comes out and they're just like hey we gotta fight these ghosts and he was like i'll see what i can do and then he finds out he can like touch them and is like well all right i guess i'll kill them (laughs) okay and then and then he goes into hell like again at the end of the season (laughs) and i have no idea if they see oh my gosh agents of shield I, it pisses me off so much because they really tried to make it like part of the cinematic universe, but they failed so horribly. Like it feels like there was no communication after maybe season three between like the movie people and the TV show people. I imagine not. Yeah. Oh crap. And I think um in the la- last season that just came out they established that it's like a different timeline or something or an alternate universe. So I was like, okay, so they try to fix that. Ah, uh, wait, hold, wait, what? Too <laughs> <laughs> complicated for me. I so, I oh my gosh, there's so much. There's like four different versions of Coulson. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Okay. Dude, dude, it gets so weird. And then, okay, let me talk about that. So they have Thanos in the show. By name only. Like, there's a scene where literally they're like, Thanos is on Earth. And then some guy's like, we should do something about it. And then they don't. <laughs> and then and then they just, like, have a fight in space or something. No, they have a fight in, like, New York. But apparently separate from the flying donut that came into New York in Avengers Infinity War. Because there's no mention of it. And then nobody gets dusted or anything. And they have a time jump. And, like, nothing happens, and there's, like, no mention of the dusting or anything. Like, they missed a great opportunity to have, Mm -hmm. like, half the cast, like, disappear. Or, like, because they're S.H.I.E.L.D., they have to, like, show the, um, kind of what Endgame did a little bit. To show the effect of half the universe disappearing, and they are S.H.I.E.L.D., so they need to, like, take care of that. But, no, they go for some weird time travel story with flying demon bats that turn to stone turn people to stone or something and there's a magic rainbow knife that kills them and also colson is is back but his name is butch and he's actually not colson he's just a dude that looks like colson but his name is butch (laughs) i don't know it's something like no he he's called like the general or something or the governor (laughs) like that's it governor was agents of shield that one where the dude's walking through the house and he's got a shotgun and he's got an axe. Yes. And he's going, I wish there was some kind of axe-shotgun combination. Yes. He makes one, and it's freaking uh, dope. <laughs> I actually uh, love He it. actually made one. I was enjoying yeah. it. Was, how long was he talking about that axe-shotgun combination so, thing? So that was for, like, one episode. No, I feel and like then... in one scene, he talked about it. For yeah minutes straight yeah when i think when he gets um when he gets his official like shotgun axe oh which is what he calls it uh he like talks about it a lot because somebody's like that makes no sense like why would you have that and then he explains why it's functional <laughs> 
hey, character man, is Mac. He, he, I like him. He's a, he's, a, he's a dope character. I remember him being cool. I saw the first two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. years ago, and I have not watched any more. I binged it, like, most of the seasons. I think up till season, like, six. I have no idea how many seasons they have. I think they're either at seven or eight now. Damn. Um, <clears throat> I probably lot, watch them. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of weird stuff. Um, that just, like, they're, like, it's that type of thing where they're out of ideas. I think, literally, to separate them from the Marvel, like, universe, in the last season that just came out, um, they, like, travel through time to a different period and the entire season mm. takes place in like the 50s or something that's cool you'd think like... <laughs> okay have you ever seen the show eureka no if you ever have the opportunity to watch either the show eureka or warehouse 13 mm. fucking watch them okay mm. good fucking shows. Right. both of them they're not warehouse 13 is called a spinoff of eureka but it, in reality, it's just two shows that exist in the same universe together. Oh, okay. They're rarely, they're barely related at all. There's like a couple of episodes where a character from Eureka will show up on Warehouse 13 mm -hmm. as their person from Eureka. It's cool. Great fucking shows. <clears throat> I love them. Warehouse 13 will make you cry. But other than that, watch them. I don't know, man. I'm pretty tough. Motherfucker, you will cry. Nah. <laughs> like, there is still a scene that is imprinted in my head. Like, it is burned onto my head. <laughs> and I'll never forget. That That even made me emotional a little bit. Can't be worse than Tales of Bossing Say. That's from Avatar. It's a, it's a notorious episode that makes everybody cry. Well, there's an episode of Warehouse 13 that makes everybody cry. Nah. <laughs> Our things are the same, but yours is not mine, therefore it's wrong. Oh, yeah, totally. Because my show is way less popular than your show. Yeah. Dude, I could be a politician. <laughs> oh my god, you could be. Weren't we supposed to be talking about something? Yeah, but um, I didn't want to take up like the entire time. Ah, okay doing that yeah, but if you ever get the opportunity to watch warehouse 13 mm. or eureka, so eureka just to give you an idea of what eureka is mm. so basically the premise is some u.s marshal ends up in a weird town full of smart people and it's the town of eureka mm. and this town is basically where all the smartest people in the country end up living and working mm. Because there's a special laboratory or building that they all work in together, and they basically invent things for the rest of the country. And it's a secret town where they are super, super smart people and mm. super, super smart shit, and sci-fi ensues. Okay. And this U.S. Marshal thought he was smart, ends up going here, finds out he's an idiot, but he's the only decent lawman, so when the sheriff retires, he gets an offer. Like, he goes back to work for the government as a U.S. Marshal. Then he gets a letter like, oh, yeah, you can be the sheriff of Eureka if you want. So he takes the offer, and he's the sheriff of super, super smart people where they're almost killing each other every day because they invent dangerous fucking shit. 
and the oh. only person who can keep them from being too stupid is him. <laughs> and he I feel it. like I feel like if you dumb down if you dumb down the description just a little bit, it's probably the plot of some Nickelodeon show. <laughs> probably. Some Nickelodeon uh sitcom. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good show. Warehouse 13 is basically uh how do I explain this without this one's a little more complicated. So apparently there are objects that have been imbued with energy from people's deaths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some are dangerous and some are not. And they have basically magical powers. And mm-hmm. warehouse there oh, every time there is a warehouse, the purpose of the warehouse is to store these items because they're too dangerous to be around, but you can't get, yeah. destroy them basically. So they send out these agents to go find these items and bag them and take them back to the warehouse. And basically every world superpower has had a warehouse. And the 13th one is in the US. The 12th one is in England. And I think Warehouse 2 was in ancient Egypt, they said. And they actually go to Warehouse 2. And it's full of artifacts from ancient Egypt. And they're all like magical. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. No, it makes me think of um control game control um because that's a big part of it mm-hmm. so like uh there are objects called objects of power that are basically uh how do i explain this because it's like kind of not explained well unless you like read a bunch of documents mm-hmm. um but basically when so there's this agency that like will alter like the timeline or something like that and it will create like a portal uh where something some type of entity will usually like go into an object and um so there's objects of powers and there's altered items which are like unstable like versions of all uh objects of power mm-hmm. and uh there's a like they like kill people and sometimes in the game you like if you capture all objects of power, they give you like different types of powers. Um, there's an altered item that's a fridge that like uh, a dude has to be watching it at all times, or else it'll go crazy. And um, there's a mission where you like try and save him because he's like he's been there for like two days and he like can't blink or something like that. And uh, so you try and go in, and then like right as the door closes. He closes his eyes or something because he like just can't stand it and it freaking kills him. Holy like you don't God. see it, you just hear screaming and then like crunching and then you go in and it's just like a puddle of blood leading to the fridge. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> that's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found game. out about a horror film recently. That I don't know if I want to watch because of how fucked up it is. What is it? It's called, I think, The Color from Space. Hmm. And Nicolas Cage is in it. Oh, watch it. No. Watch I it. Saw... You need the cage. So, I basically was watching a video of something where people were talking about the most uncomfortable to watch scenes in movies. Hmm. So I'm going to describe this scene to you a little bit. Hopefully this doesn't make you too uncomfortable or uneasy. Okay. So the visual is the most uncomfortable part. Hopefully me describing it isn't so mm. bad. 
I'm a tough guy. I can handle it. So basically, there's this purple blob that came well, down. Uh, hold space. on. Okay, too much. <laughs> My poor Christian ears. I can't. <laughs> purple blob. <laughs> but, so this purple blob comes down from space and lands in a crater. And this family who lives out in like a farmland, Nicholas Cage is the dad. There's a mom and a son, and then there's a daughter. And so the mom and they walk up to it. The blob blob gets angry, and everything around them is now purple. Like the entire farm is backlit by the color purple. Basically, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird to see. I've only seen this clip, and the mom and the kid were running away, and so were the mom and or the dad and the daughter. The Mm. mom and the son were further behind and there was this purple beam that came out of the blob that hit the mom and the son. Then all you hear is screaming and horrific sounds. Purple. And then it cuts to the the dad, Nicolas Cage, standing in the living room, staring at the couch, and you can see the mom's head, like the back of her head, and her arm hanging off the couch. And the daughter comes in Around, looks around the couch and you see that the sun is embedded inside the mom. They are the same physical being at this point and they're screaming in pain. Hmm. It's disgusting. And they're also making horrific sounds, of course. They don't know what to do, so they put this new creature in their attic and they leave it there. Oh, of course. Then at one point, later in the movie, the daughter ends up back in the attic, and guess what this being has turned into? Thanos? A giant fucking spider made of human parts. With the mom's head. See, I don't think I'd be able to watch that, not because it's scary, but the entire time, as you were explaining it, and I know I would think about this, like throughout the movie is yo listen up this is a story (laughs) (laughs) no it's just describing it it doesn't sound that bad but if you actually watch it it oh yeah i don't doubt it (laughs) fucked up really unnerving and when they when when you see the spider creature the legs are human legs coming out of a human torso and there's six of them It's creepy. Yeah. It's just this movie about a little guy that lives in a purple world and all day and all night and everything he sees is, you know, purple, you know, inside and outside in his purple house with his purple little window and purple Corvette and everything is purple to him. Does he say blue Corvette or does he say blue car? Uh, I think it's Corvette. Hmm. Yo, listen up. (laughs) Yo, listen up. Here's the story. Because I'm purple. I'm purple. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue as blue. Because I'm blue. I watched a whole documentary on that on the creators of that song. And Are you kidding me? There's a documentary? There's a documentary about it. So basically, there's this company in, mm. uh, I think it's Italy or something. Mm. 
and this company was supposed to manufacture pop groups. Eiffel 65 what? is the only successful one. Hold up. Wait, what? Manufacture pop groups? Yeah. So basically, they find singers, they put them, they or musicians, they put mm-hmm. them, they force them to work together. They to augment pop them. Music, and then they publish this music. The only super successful one was Eiffel 65. Their biggest hit was Blue. Well, Blue Daba D, if you want the technical name of the song. Mm-hmm. That's actually the name of the song, Blue Daba D. Yeah, isn't it funny how sometimes like there are songs like that where like it's just the chorus? <laughs> yeah but, like yeah isn't that i think that's like a big thing for like fallout boy songs isn't it like earlier fallout boy songs where uh, they have the really long like names where it's just like it's like an entire line from the song oh yeah i love and the then... name of a long <laughs> sentence and then by fallout boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. so eiffel 65 was the only successful pop group half of the documentary is just about blue dabbity and the making of the song i mean of course what what i mean what else does there need to know they had this instrumental track and they were like oh we need to come up with a good chorus and the vocalist just kept writing about a blue house blue and a blue person in a blue world with a blue car and he's Mm -hmm. like and then he just starts riffing and he goes, I'm blue, Dabadina. And they're like, Oh, we're keeping that. This is actually, it. <laughs> they actually wrote it out on on a on a piano first, and it sounds beautiful on a piano. The song sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. It sounds better than the actual song does. Let's play it on a piano. It makes me think of those memes for like um where it's a dude with like an old phone, like an old flip phone. And he was like, yo, yo, you, you know how you were looking for that big thing, that next big thing? Here you it is. And he like switched the camera. Looking for. Yeah, and it's like, Nickelback. <laughs> and yo. he's like, I got a good feeling about these guys. <laughs> hey, it's Barry. Marvin Barry. Your brother. You know that new sound you're looking for? Listen to this. I'm blue. Dabba dee, dabba die. Dabba dee, dabba die. What are we even talking about? Uh, being blue. Dabba dee, dabba die. I could beat off a guy. Uh, if I was green, I would die. I have no idea. I used to know like a bunch of different ones. I cannot remember any of the other ones. I knew a lot. Of, I, I like learned a bunch of stupid things during high school just to like. Didn't we all? Yeah. No, but I mean like, like pointless things like, that you'll never yeah. need to know. Like, <laughs> yeah. A mountain of worthless information that you yes. learned, and you were so happy to learn it. Like you were so interested in it when you first learned it. Mm. But it literally helps you, nor hinders you at all in life. Actually, it might hinder you in the in the sense that it just it's just taking up disk space in your brain. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I got creative with some stuff. I can't remember what song, but I think I had like a way. I configured a way that like I could turn any conversation into a song, like into a spit. Like it, it was probably like Smash Mouth or something. 
Like, no matter what you, you threw at me, I would find some way to connect it to All-Star. <laughs> okay. I'm going to threaten you right now, okay? Okay. Don't talk to me. Or I'm going to fill my fist with lotion and slap you across the face with lotion. Go. I mean, you're going to slap you in the face with lotion. I mean, all right. I mean, if as long as you got the fan on. Probably feel nice and cool on my skin. <laughs> okay. Damn it, I suck at improv because I just had it, but I lost it. I lost it. Uh, you are useless. Oh, and now I remember I was going to say it was going to feel like, you know, it was a cool place. It's bound <laughs> to get colder. I don't remember uh, the other lyric. Damn it. <laughs> I, I haven't studied All Star in a long time. Okay. <laughs> um. So, fun fact: I recently told Antonio about uh, the podcast. Oh, really? How did? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the first things he said was, "What is it called, and why am I not on it?" <laughs> oh. I'm like, well, I see. You're in Arkansas or Alabama, wherever he is. Sweet home Alabama. And where the skies are so blue. Uh oh, he's he knows Trevor, so we have confirmed that he does in fact know Trevor. Of course he knows Trevor. He remembers him. Because I said, uh yeah, we have uh Trevor on it now. And he says, Trevor last name? It's like, yeah. Oh, like, I yeah, love Trevor. I, I last went to, name. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor make hottie stuffs? Um he's Trevor... like, yeah. <laughs> McBig Dick? Yeah. <laughs> Trevor McSenpai? Senpai. <laughs> Senpai Trev? Trevor-san. Oh I want that audio. <laughs> Craig, save me that audio, please. You don't, you don't I'm going to say and Trevor Senpai. <laughs> But, but um yeah he was just asking like what it was called i'm like you you're on a mission you can't listen to it like it's like bad and then i finally gave him the name and like where to find it and then i immediately remembered like after I'm like wait no wait don't listen to it i just remembered it's set to explicit <laughs> it's an explicit podcast yeah because of me yeah i am a very explicit man bitch yeah, I literally say you I'm like fucking listening to me. Yeah, I said World of Peanut Butter podcast, and then um, I was like, the second episode is like all political, but other than that, um, it's usually like a normal like conversation between us. And oh wait, I forgot, it's explicit. Dakota curses, so don't listen to it because it's bad. And he never said anything. <laughs> he never responded, so I have no idea. He might be listening to this right now. So maybe if you are, if um, hello. I love I love you. I miss you. You owe me like five bucks from that one uh, time. You know what you did? Uh, I kind of want to meet you, but that'd be <laughs> awkward. Everybody does. Anytime I talk about Antonio, uh, people tell well, me that they want to meet You talk about him like he's your boyfriend slash husband slash <laughs> life partner. And I mean, like, he kind oh, of hey, is. I want to meet my good friend's life partner. 
you know, that's what it feels like. Mm. Like if you had never met Lexi before and I told you how amazing she was and how much I love her, wouldn't you want to meet her? Just yeah. to be like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that feeling. One like, time... I want to meet Antonio in the sense that he's your life partner. And I'm like, yo, I want to know my friend's life partner. Yeah. That One time a friend of mine said, uh, um, I think the way he put it was, I would love to see you and Antonio in the wild. Hello. We had some tef- technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, Craig lost it there for a second. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) He had to to bounce. There was an urgent meeting he had to make it to. Mm. Yes. And I thought he deleted everything, but he did it. He said he did it before dropping on us. (laughs) Yo, gotta turn the mics off and stop producing this episode. I have to go (laughs) Have a meeting with the Chocolate Queen. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. I've asked him multiple times, what do you mean by Chocolate Queen? He won't tell me. I'm worried about him. I don't know. Craig's a weird dude. <laughs> I feel like we should never have Craig on the podcast just because we talk about him so much. Why do you want to leave our boy Craig out like that? I mean, no, let's just never let him have. We're not even going to let him. If he ever decides, like, hey, guys, you know, maybe I should be on this episode, introduce myself, be like, nah. Then I'd have too to much. So yeah, we, we hyped Craig. you up way too much. <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone's interested, Craig has the world record for dick with the most width, yet smallest <laughs> length. <laughs> so Craig literally has the definition of the world's best chode. Yeah, he really does. He's got a circumference of 14 inches mm-hmm. and a length of two and a half. I once, I once uh, His watched cock him is down. a literal pancake. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him down like three gallons of milk one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's weird. He's got some weird condition that like lactose does something to him almost to the effect of being drunk. So he just got like really hyped. The. The strange dude that Craig. <laughs> oh yeah, strange guy. Strange guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're definitely never having him on the podcast. I have just gotten into a position that I don't want to mm. get out of, but my legs fucking mm. hurt. Yeah. The rest of me is so comfortable, but my legs hurt. So, uh, really <laughs> quickly, fun fact: last week. Um, Craig was busy, so we, for some reason, had the idea to have Dakota be in charge of putting up the episode. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, it came, out, it came out as episode two, episode four or five, <laughs> episode four, World of Pizza. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was hoping you wouldn't have noticed. And then I it, the you, next day noticed. And then lots of alcohol, but like spelled wrong. <laughs> oh, you mean lots of alcohol? Yeah, alcohol. <laughs> that was Trev's idea. Oh, was it? Okay. 
I was <laughs> drunk off my ass trying to type. The amount of times I type something, delete it, and type it again, trying to get it right. <laughs> oh my god, I was so drunk. Dude, that was so funny. Um, I died laughing when I saw that. I didn't even... <clears throat> but, um... Alright. So, there's been a couple things, you know, recently happening. Um, oh, I remember you, yeah. you, you like... You like texted me one day and you're like, Hey, have you heard about this thing? And I was like, Yeah. I was like reading up on it like just then. Um, so I'm sure lots of people, at least the American audience, which sounds weird that I have to say that because apparently we have audience members some uh in other places. But um you know, you you've heard about the Kenosha shooting. <clears throat> right. Um, there's that and like another thing that I wanna cover, but uh so the first thing, obviously, is the Kenosha shooting. So in a protest for Jacob Blake, uh, Kenosha, in Kenosha, a 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse shot an AR-15 at three protesters, injuring one and killing two. The He shot one person who <clears throat> saw that he had a gun and tried to um, take it away from him, apparently. There's videos of him, like, of the guy kind of surveilling him and he tried to take the kid's gun away and Kyle shot him and he died. Um, he shot him a couple times. I think it was like three times. Mm -hmm. Um, then other protesters tried to apprehend them because he had just killed somebody. Um, there's video where, you know, people are saying he just shot somebody, stop him. And then he fell to the ground and at point blank rage shot, uh, two other people. Uh, one survived, and so there's that. But there's also you know video surfacing of him afterwards, um, where he's walking around the police and he's talking to them, and they even gave him a bottle of water. Really? And, yeah, and he was not arrested until the next day. He went home, and uh, he's become a symbol for the right. Um, calling him a patriot and claiming it was all in self-defense and that he felt that he had to take action. Um, he said that he was there. He was there part of a militia protecting uh, businesses and buildings from the quote-unquote rioters at the time. Right. And uh, so the first person he killed, which kind of started this, was uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. Uh, he was trailing him for the safety of the, of others, and then he threw a plastic bag with a Coke bottle. I think it might have been an empty Coke bottle. Um, I think that's a little bit unclear, uh, to which Kyle then shot him in response. So that's the story. And uh, real quick, for the Jacob Blake thing, if you don't know, uh, Jacob Blake, at least for the story I know so far, it's still under investigation, but apparently so... Uh, Jacob Blake was, uh, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend called on him saying that he was causing a disturbance and, uh, there was several women fighting and he came up and tried to separate two of the women that were going at it. And then the cops came, uh, they tried to apprehend him. They tased him, uh, and he walked to his car trying to get away from the situation and once he opened up the car door, uh, he was shot seven times from the back. 
uh, the cops claimed that he had a knife in the car. Uh, he's not dead. I think he's I saw a video. Paralyzed. Mm, it, uh, the video has been circulating. Uh, like, was the knife in his hand in the video? Like he wasn't trying to hurt anyone with the knife, but he had a knife in his hand. So apparently, no. There was somebody claimed a cop said that he had a knife, but you know this might be as far as I know. No, uh, he didn't have a knife on his video, person. He had a knife. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but I know that there was a knife on the floor on like the floor of his car, and then. Um, one of the cops said, uh, you know, he has a knife and shot him seven times. You know, <clears throat> and so, uh, back to the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. So there's a lot of talk about him, not only because he killed people, um, and also because he got to go home after killing people and slept in his own bed and he wasn't convicted until the next day. It's that he apparently crossed state lines with an illegal gun to oh, that's go. that's the issue. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's like part of the issue. Um, of course, a lot of people are saying that he's a hero, that he was just there to protect the businesses. But he went, if you went across state lines to protect some random gas station, that's not, that's not what you wanted to do. You didn't want, you didn't care about that. What you did was you went looking to shoot somebody. You wanted some reason. You saw a chance to shoot somebody. He came from Illinois. This was in Wisconsin. I'm not sure how exactly how far those are, um, like in miles. But he crossed state lines to do this. He didn't go to protect a store. He went hunting. You know, and as uh, to put in what, uh, to take the quote from Trevor Noah, he said, why was Jacob Blake seen as a threat for a theoretical gun that he might have and might try to commit a crime with? But this gunman was armed and had already shot people who had show <clears throat> and shown that he was a threat and he was arrested the next day. You know, of course, people, uh, Trump defended him saying that it was all uh, self-defense. Right. You know, and uh, his one of his typical responses, he says, we're looking into it, which right. means that he's right. probably already made his own uh, decision or <clears throat> he has his viewpoint set. You know, it, it this is one of the cases that shows the difference in the treatment of people of color and especially black Americans. You know, like... Dylan Roof shot up a church, James Holmes shot up a movie theater, and they both lived to tell the story. You know, yet there's a man who might have had a fake $20 bill, and he died. Or a little kid, Tamir Rice, he had a fake gun and was shot by the cops. Meanwhile, this kid was walking around with his gun. He was 17 years old. He wasn't allowed to have it. And then he killed people and still was able to just go home mm -hmm. you know uh he is now as of now he's been charged as an adult um after lots of outcry for two accounts of first degree homicide one account of attempted homicide and he also faces charges of recklessly endangering the safety of two other victims and possessing a weapon while under the age of 18 so there is justice coming <clears throat> Of course, the only thing is that making it hard is the Trump administration and 
conservatives praising him, calling him a patriot and a national hero. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You got anything to say about this? What you feeling? What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling this is just more fucked up shit that. Yeah. It's one of those complicated things mm. where it's very obvious that th- wrong things were done, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're missing details. Yeah. So, did Jacob Blake deserve to get shot? Probably not. Mm. Did the cops see him as a threat with reason to see him as a threat? Maybe, but not mm-hmm. enough reason to shoot him. Mm-hmm. I, you see, that's the thing. Maybe they should have just apprehended him and yeah. took him in for questioning. That would have been fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the case of Kyle, mm-hmm. this motherfucker's name is Kyle. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go to the fact that his name is Kyle. No. He's a gun-toting piece of shit taking guns across state lines. And shooting mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Protecting businesses in another state. Mm-hmm. As you were saying, that that kind of sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to go to, say, Georgia, somewhere outside of Atlanta, just take a gun there and protect the 7-Eleven? around there. <laughs> just go to Atlanta and protect the 7-Eleven. Hmm. Even if there's no threat, just stand out there with a gun. Like, hey, so, got my eyes on you. To, so, like, everybody who walks in. <laughs> why wouldn't you protect your local 7-Eleven? Yeah. Not that you'd want to protect your 7-Eleven for any reason. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven's mm-hmm. gonna be fine. But... <laughs> why would you go and protect a business... In another state, I'm not saying that it's not a noble cause in the sense that protecting a local business mm-hmm. in, in any capacity is mm. not a good thing. It's just when you're going to protect local businesses, you're going to protect local yeah. businesses to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think taking a gun and shooting people is the greatest way to go about that. Mm-hmm. Look, if you were working with the owner of the business, and there was a riot going on, and you feared for that business, and you had guns Mm. on your person, just, and you were just protecting the building and warning people? I don't know. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. that would be better than just outright shooting people in the street. Yeah. Because if you're protecting something, you're going to be where you're, like, you know, you're not going to wander around looking for the problem. Yeah. Protecting in the sense is warning people before you shoot them. Like, mm-hmm. don't harm this building. Do not throw things over here. Yeah. Or else you're going to get shot, basically. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this is the right way to go about it. But if he was protecting something, that yeah. would have been the way he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I also, said. How old is he again? He's 17. 17. Mm-hmm. Why does a 17-year-old have a... No, no, no. 
why does a 17 year old go to another state, bring a gun, and shoot people in the street and protect their local businesses? Yeah. That's the thing, like I said. What seventeen year olds? Exactly. Obviously he he like I said, he wanted a reason, much like, you know, most Americans, they want a reason to use their guns, any reason they can. And guns should be used for defense and recreational activities like hunting yeah. animals, if that's something you enjoy doing in the season to do it. Mm-hmm. Do not overhunt and do not poach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it you know, like I said, it, it shows the differences between you know treatments. Like I brought up the other people, Dylan Roof and James Holmes, you know, who committed heinous acts. But most of the 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 problem is that most of the people that we see, you know, George Floyd, Tamir Rice, Breonna Taylor, so on and so on, is the fact that they are killed for nonviolent crimes. Right. Meanwhile. Yeah. People are going, and here's the thing: is you know, there's riots and everything, and the police are, or there, there's, there's protests. I'm not exactly sure if the riot. I think I have to uh, see if this was during the riot, or if this was during the protest that turned into a riot. You know, but the police did nothing about you know people walking through the street. There was an entire militia of people walking through the street, white people walking through the street with guns, you know, prepared to shoot innocent people, mostly innocent, you know, obviously mm-hmm. don't condone rioting. So th- that's the difference there is we've seen through countless accounts and videos of peaceful protesters being attacked and forcefully taken down and mangled for you know a peaceful protest meanwhile people are walking through the streets with guns and nothing has happened to them much like um uh oh, i forgot where it happened but that the state where there were uh white people who were tired of being at home due to the coronavirus and were outside of the governor's office completely armed and having nazi propaganda and swastikas and chanting um the names of like death camps, Nazi death camps that existed because the governor was Jewish. And there was nothing that was done about them. You know, Trump calling them very fine people, but calling colored people, not only colored people, obviously there's white people, there's all types of people fighting for freedom, for fighting against these injustices. And he calls them all thugs. And I don't want to harp on Trump because obviously like nothing he says, is true there i saw like i read somewhere that he has told twenty thousand lies in his entire presidency which made up like 70 percent of everything he's ever said on screen wow Mm. so um but something yeah the thing that bothers me the most is uh, you were you you said you, it bugged you earlier. They let him go home. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I okay. Seventeen year old has mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. In a place he is not from. While a riot slash protest thing is going on. Mm-hmm. Yet none of the local authorities thought for a second. 
Huh, that's fishy. Yeah. Why does a kid have a gun and he's aiming it at people and shooting people? And that's the thing. It's like because he he was white. We've seen the difference between a black man who might have a gun versus a white man who does in fact have a gun. There is a clear difference on which is a threat seen in the eyes of the police. And it's it's a shame. And let me bring something up real quick. There's been reports apparently that the first guy he shot was a sex offender. Really? Yeah. But he's not registered in the state of Wisconsin. So it was like apparently fake. Somebody forged that and started spreading it around. And of course, conservatives grabbed to that as if it justifies murder, as if Kyle somehow knew that he was a sex offender. You know, conservatives, um, Trump supporters try and find any reason to justify a killing when it's not, you know, someone of color. Okay. You know, even if the conservatives are right, doesn't mm. this make him a vigilante? I believe so. Isn't vigilantism illegal? There's a lot of things that are illegal that are being passed up. Meanwhile, rights such as the freedom of assembly and freedom of speech so, are being intruded on. Even if you're looking from the perspective that he was being a hero or a mm. vigilante, illegal. If he was shooting people for no fucking reason on the street, illegal. If mm-hmm. he was being a racist piece of shit and shooting people because of the color of their skin, illegal. No matter how you look at this kid, mm. whether he did a good thing or a bad thing, yeah, he broke the fucking law regardless. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Like what? Like you know, if I go out into the street with a gun and just shoot some random, I'm gonna say Indian dude. Why? I don't know. I just shoot some random Indian dude, and apparently he was like a murderer, a mass murderer, that had been working for like the past couple years in the shadows. I didn't know that. I still did a crime. I still committed a crime. I killed somebody. You still shot some- Okay. You didn't know this person. It's the reason you killed them. Yeah. Sure, that guy could have been a sex offender. But did Kyle even fucking know? No. If that that guy was registered in another state or some shit? Probably not. Mm-hmm. 17-year-old with a gun wants to go fucking bang, bang. Exactly. That's the thing, man. Probably and... not. <clears throat> I don't know. So. Just... Mm. <laughs> what? Wait, what look, you got? Look, I, I want to. I just want to. <laughs> I don't really like what either side has said about any of this. And mm. honestly, I know I'm going against this kid and that's mostly because he shot people yeah sure i'm angry at the police and over some of the things they did i'm also happy with the police over certain situations where they've done Mm -hmm. good don't get me wrong there's good and bad when it comes to every situation there's yeah you can't just black and white everything so craig had to go again due to technical difficulties Mm. (laughs) but the gist of what i was saying is no matter how you look at the situation with Kyle, uh, whether mm. you see that he did a good thing or he did a bad thing, at the end of the day, you can't deny that he did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's part of the problem is the reaction to it. He, 
no, like you said, no matter how you said it, he committed crimes, he did a bad thing, mm-hmm. but people are trying to justify his actions. You know, like I said, trying to find any way to justify it. Meanwhile, like, you know, if a black man gets killed, they try and try and find anything on him. You know, was he a sex offender? Did he do drugs? Did he send, you know, um, Derek Chauvin, uh, the guy who killed George Floyd, said that uh, he recently, he's been trying to get his sentence down or get his charges um off of him because he he said that george floyd uh they had drugs or they found drugs in his system when he was dead and that him putting his knee on his neck for 60 minutes or um eight minutes uh didn't kill him he said because they found let me look this up real quick or i have it here in my notes but Uh, said Floyd didn't die from neck restraint, uh, but because of his poor health and drugs found in the system found by the county autopsy. But the county autopsy and the independent medical officer autopsy have both ruled his death as a homicide. And there's a couple of things here that, like, it's like nobody's on his side. <laughs> like, he says something and then everything, everything, all the information is like, no, that's not right at all. Um, but I want to cover something real quick is the, so Trump went to Kenosha on September 1st, um, to have a press conference and governor Tony even asked Trump to reconsider his trip because he feared, he said a quote from him, I fear your presence will only hinder our healing. I fear your presence will will delay our work to overcome division and move forward together, which was kind of proven true. There's been lots of videos and news coverage of the fact that there is a a split when Trump came over, you know, all his Trump supporters and um, all the protesters, you know, at each other's throats from his arrival. Mm-hmm. And I sent you, like, some highlights of his uh, press conference. I got, like, halfway through it. I actually went and uh, started watching, like, the actual press conference. But the gist of it was he did not mention Blake like once. Uh, he only talked about race issues when he was pressed by the reporters when they would question him. And even at one point he said, um, you keep going back to the opposite subject we should talk about. Or you keep going to the opposite subject. We should talk about the violence we've seen in Portales. What? I think I meant Portland. Portland here and other places. You know, when when it was brought up, he was essentially saying, I don't want to talk about the peaceful protests. It was brought up, you know, all the peaceful protests. And he keeps and he's that's what his response was, was you're going to the opposite, basically saying you're going to opposite of what I want to talk about, which is only acknowledge the violence because that fits my agenda, which, of course. Um, You know, this is there's a lot happening right now. Um. It's just, it, it really is a division, and Trump just isn't good for it. Like, you know, the freaking senator, he, he knew it. His his mere presence causes division because of, you know, his constant lying and everything that he's done to fuel conservatives, racism, xenophobia, everything bad that a president shouldn't do. Um, But the last thing I want to talk about 
is a movement going on online right now called Stand with Sophie. <sighs> Sorry. So Sophie's a nine-year-old girl who there's a video circulating, a 19-minute video circulating of her telling her grandma that her mom's boyfriend, Jacob Wayne Bellington um, of Frisco, Texas, touches her while her mom watches and lets Whoa. it happen. Oh. She, it's extremely heartbreaking. I, I, had, I saw like a couple minutes of video and like I couldn't even watch it. And, you know, she's talked about how she how they make her feel bad about herself. And she even said that she woke up with blood in her underwear. Um, she said there was a point where uh, she said he touches me and the grandma said where? And she said he touches my VV while her mom watches, as you know, I said. How and old is she? Nine. Cool. And this is where it gets worse. Not only did she tell um, her grandmother who was trying to return her to her mother and she constantly right. said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go with them. And she's trying to explain them. Right. She also told CPS agents that were called to the scene and they had no reaction. They said nothing and they returned her to her mother. The grandma's response, even after all this, she said, if you feel so bad about yourself, how did you get the school lead in the play? When you were very young, you did gymnastics. You did all kinds of fun things. Uh, Sophie responded, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean they didn't make me feel bad about myself. I'm trying to tell you something. And uh, there's um, the, the cry that she said is, uh, why don't you believe me? Several times throughout the 19-minute video. She's even seen being pulled from the vehicle at one point <clears throat> um, from her feet. And she's, like I said, she told the CPS and her grandmother that she was being molested by her mother's boyfriend while her mother watches. And they told her essentially to be quiet. And her father is campaigning, you know, to try and get full custody of her. And right. they told him, <clears throat> I don't know if this is a d direct quote, probably not, but this is the gist of what they said. They said, oh, well. And now a judge has placed a gag order on the entire family, and the mother has petitioned for full custody. The girl has been found to be inflicting self-harm on herself and begging adults in her life to believe her. <laughs> you know, there's a hashtag uh, stand with Sophie that's been going around. And Has like it's just a heartbreaking. Medical professional seen her? Uh maybe with the CPS agents, but I'm not sure. Like So I here's mean... the thing is I can't get too much information because everywhere where there's information showing about this, it's getting deleted all over Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Right. It's it's all getting taken down. I don't want to up and say that i don't believe this girl because mm -hmm. if she's right she's going through a terrible terrible situation mm -hmm. and i really hope that she gets the help that she needs yeah but you know they if a child says they're being molested mm -hmm. wouldn't the first course of action take be take them to a medical professional see if okay. the child is hurting themselves and trying to get people to believe them or if the child is actually being molested because mm. wouldn't a medical professional would be able to see evidence of either yeah. of those things. 
Yeah, that's not something you can flip a coin on. That's not... No. If, if they say something... Like, children make up stuff all the time. But if they mm. say somebody is molesting me... If she said that she found blood in her underwear after being molested and that her mother watches and that she's constantly being abused, no matter what, you gotta check up on that. There would be evidence if there was blood in her underwear. Exactly. And that's the thing, is like, Take you know... Take her to a doctor. That's the thing is she's with her 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 mother and her boyfriend, so of course they're gonna try and hide everything. And um, right. like I said, all over social media, stuff is being deleted. Um, I didn't even get the full information on one of my screenshots of like the information. I try to go back and find it so I could get the rest because there's a little bit more. Um, and there's a link to the video. I clicked on the link to the video. It was deleted off YouTube. Um, and the post was taken down. So this stuff, like, they're literally trying to silence this poor little girl. Like, I can't even imagine what she must be going through, you know. Like, she she was crying, saying, why don't you believe me? And, you know, people have seen the video. And, of course, people like mothers, uh, mothers, fathers, people will be able to know whether or not she's lying, I feel like, even through video. And that's well, not something a kid would okay, lie about, sorry. I don't feel. Okay, Georgie. Mm. I, uh, some kids can be very deceiving. And I'm not saying that this girl is lying. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So don't, don't say, say that I am. Some kids can be very deceiving, and they can mm-hmm. be definitely out for attention. But the way that her family is acting is incredibly suspicious. It, exactly. You know... If the family loved her and cared about her, they would want to get her the help that she needs, mm-hmm. even if it was psychological help. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't try and shut her up. Mm-hmm. And so it's not only crazy. her family; it's like I said, it's the CPS agents. There's the 19-minute video, the main one, and then there's other videos that I've seen that have been since taken down, where I, I like caught a glimpse of of her at her home. I believe her. Her dad was dropping her off at her mother's, and she was crying, saying that she didn't want to go because, again, she was stating that her boyfriend was touching her and hurting her. And um, there was a presumably a CPS agent because she had like a clipboard and like a name tag or whatever. And she was telling her, like, you have to go. And Sophie was not wanting to, and she kept on uh, screaming and crying. <clears throat> so it's not just the family. It's, you know, people literally dealt to handle this are not right no it's just like heartbreaking like i don't i don't even want to like think that like um that she's lying because you know it's it's just something i know yeah you want to see the good in her and you want you Mm. you know what i'm trying to say yeah you're good but it's incredibly heartbreaking, man. Um, you know, I, I recommend you you do your own research, you know, the listeners. Um, find out any information you can. Like I said, a lot of the information is being deleted off everything. So, you know, try and find anything you can. Help in any way you can. Um, there is a GoFundMe page. And um, apparently don't don't donate to that. Uh, it is like a fake GoFundMe page, and there's actually a Venmo that you can send to her stepmother 
um, where you can give the money to get a good lawyer and whatnot. Uh, I cannot remember the name because, like I said, I saw it and I went meant to screenshot it and then got stepmother, like, not her biological mother. Yeah, not her biological mother, as in her biological father's wife. Yes, current wife. Yes, the man who she is not with and is trying to get custody of her to save yes. her from yeah. mom and weird boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to confirm all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I recommend doing your own research. Try and find any way you can help. Um, the GoFundMe is a no-go, so try and find other people there. Uh, I feel like you can find reliable sources there. Um, there is Facebook pages, I believe, um, that can give more information, but who knows how long those will last. Um. I mean, I just, you know, I hope she finds everything good. You know, a nine-year-old girl. I hate that there's, you know, it's like two times is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. And I really hope there isn't a third time because the first thing we saw, um, there are different issues, of course. But, you know, the, 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 the things of children now being mistreated or uh, having issues, you know. Like the the eight year old kid who was almost lynched at a public park, and now this girl, and it's the common thing of people who were meant to help them, mm. you know, like the police, and and their ser their services are failing them, you know, and like you yeah. said, you can't black and white everything, and I believe that with the police, um, but there is like, I do believe that the system itself when is it bad. When it comes to dealing with children. Mm. You can't take a chance. No, you because the child is in no way of conveying their message to an in a in a way that's entirely believable. In in mm. I'm not saying you know what I'm saying. And they're yeah. not in a position where people believe them. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, they can't articulate as well as an adult can, and mm -hmm. on the other hand, they're not as easily believed as adults are. Mm. So you run into the issue of the kid could be telling the truth and mm. everybody else could be lying, but everybody else who's older than her is believed. Yeah. So, and you don't want to take the chance, even if it's not the case. If that child feels as though they're in danger, someone should step in to see if the child really is in danger. And if yeah. they're not, that they should get the psychological help that they mm. need. In any case, the child needs help regardless. Yeah. And I sincerely hope someone else will step in because her local, like I said, her local CPS agents didn't believe her and sided with the mother um, for whatever reason. Oh, for fuck's sake. So I hope, you know, somebody else steps in, somebody competent. Hopefully. Um, hopefully her biological father is a competent man. And Yeah. In the short bit of video that I saw of him, uh, it wasn't, it didn't show his voice. It was just his, I mean, <laughs> well, didn't show his face. It was just his voice. And, uh, you know, you could hear him. He was crying when she was saying, I don't want to go with them. They hurt me. And he was like, I know, but you have to go with them. It's like, I can't do anything. And like, imagine that hopelessness to basically send your child to be tortured. And just like, like whether or not you, you know it, you know, 
Oh, I can't even imagine that. I think that she should... Why isn't she in, like, protective custody of some kind? Like, separated from all of them. That's the confusing thing. Because like, nobody cared. Basically, the only person who cares who's trying to do anything is um, the dad. But he can't and do then, anything. Yeah, and he can't. He Like, he's trying, um, but the mother has motioned for full custody of the of Sophie. Um, so they're essentially doing trying to get the same thing, but uh, I don't know about the dad's resources or anything. I, but for now, you know, like I said, CPS has sided with the mom, so that's already giving her kind of a step up over him, which is sad, really. Yeah. I hope you know everything. Uh, she finds everything well. Hopefully, she gets help. The dad can come in, save her. You know, and that also comes with putting her abusers to um, jail. You know, that's that's terrible. You know, not only the man who's doing the action, but the mom who's letting it happen. And as Sophie said, watches. That's sickening. That's just terrible, man. But we'll see. See where this goes. Hopefully, it ends up. Good, you know. Pedophiles are just one of those things where... Is there just some innate desire to attack a pedophile? You know, there's just an, an innate hatred within us. Oh, yeah. As as a way, like, we feel protective of children in the sense that they yeah. need to be helped and guided mm. through life. And someone yeah. who violates them deserves to be destroyed. Yeah. Like, there's that innate feeling mm. within you. Yeah. Like, that's something what? that you're not taught, I don't think. Like, that's something you just sort of feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, ah, uh, that's even, and there's, like, the flip side, where I'm sure there's probably some small town, small remote town somewhere in the U.S. where it's, like, perfectly normal to be a pedophile and people are raised with the opposite ideology of right oh man fuck those people can we go burn all their houses yeah. to the ground and beat the shit out of them yes we can we'll do that right after this podcast <laughs> okay uh let's take your car because it's a piece of shit and we can run yeah. things with it true and not care true wait i got payments on that no i don't payments <laughs> ended in like 2016 <laughs> okay we're going to fortify the front of your car and we're going to go beat up some pedophiles. Oh, dude. Legitimately, that's that would be such a dream. Dude, I have a club that I made out of like a 2x4. That's freaking... Mm. It's, oh, like I whittled down a handle and I've got like stuff spray painted on it. Like I got a skull in there. <laughs> get me a baseball bat and I'll be just fine. Oh, dude, I could get you some weapons. I got a couple stuff. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about this after the myself. I have illegal firearms currently. That is a joke, really. That is a joke. I really. have an unlicensed potato cannon. <laughs> Watch out, pedophiles, or you're gonna get a face full of spud. <laughs> it's not actually a potato cannon, it's just a cannon. <laughs> I said potato cannon, so they didn't know I put real lead cannonballs in it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
and I'm not gonna mount it to the top of your car. <gasps> we should do that. No, we should put a machine gun up there. Nah, I want a cannon up there so we can just drive by the houses and just boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. True. We're incriminating oh, ourselves. We, we, wait, what if we put like a metal ball or like something kind of like withstand like something plastic, like a plastic ball, right? Uh, that can withstand being shot out of the cannon, but on impact, it's like a Molotov cocktail. Hmm. <laughs> you see where we're going? All right, we'll plan this. We'll plan our pedophile death car. <laughs> <laughs> but before we let the listeners go, mm. there's one important life lesson that everybody should remember. Maybe the world would be a lot smoother.